Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to the Cambridge Islamic College podcast. It has been narrated in Sahih Muslim that the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Whenever some people gather in one of Allah's houses to recite the Book of Allah and study it among themselves, then calmness descends upon them. The angels surround them, mercy covers them, and Allah mentions them to those who are with Him. And some of the most recited verses of the Holy Quran are from the last chapter. These verses are some of the first to be taught to children and new Muslims as well as recited regularly in congregation. So what better way for us to launch Cambridge Islamic College's podcast channel than with Sheikh Muhammad Akram Nadwi's Tafsir of Juz'amma. It is often said that Tafsir requires knowledge and understanding of all of the Islamic sciences and not just knowledge of the Arabic language. Sheikh Akram expertly deciphers the intricacies of these surahs and in his unique and inimitable manner makes them relatable. So, without further ado, let's begin this journey. You know, now the, you know, people are not doing what Allah commands. Then the people should, the mankind should look at the food. What you eat, taham means what is eaten. Everything that you need to look at it properly. Where it's coming from. All the food, where they come to, where they come from. You know, they're coming from the earth or the, from the animals. But the animals that we, you, you eat, where they eat from? Even though the animals, they're eating things which are coming from the, from the earth. So Allah SWT has made the earth the source of your food, your energy. It's coming from there. Look properly where they're coming from. So Quran is saying, أَنَّ You know, we poured water, you know, you know in abundance. صب in Arabic language basically means, you know, there are two words that come very, very similar in Arabic. Basically means when you pour the water from the top to the lower, but with full force, very heavy, you know, strong, like you know, the water comes from the rain, that's sabba subba. So when something is coming from the top, but you know, with full force, that's sabba. Sakaba means when you pour something from the top to the lower, like you know, in the glass you put the water gently. That's sakaba yaskubu. That also has been used in the Quran, Ma'il Maskur. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you know, will make a you know, paradise to people. All the time people are drinking and there's somebody there serving you and they will pour water in your container. All the time, gently, nicely, that will happen. But sabba subba is more powerful when the rain comes with the fullest you know, you know, power and it brings so much water in abundance for the people. So that Quran is used the word sabba. sabba. We pour the water you know, in abundance for you. Sabba, you know, the way in Arabic language, sometimes when you want to emphasize the abundance or emphasize something, you repeat the same word. The Quran says, This thing actually does not exist in, in, in the languages. People don't have another language. Arabic language is unique in this matter. So you emphasize that more. So when you translate that, you cannot translate the full sense. Because Sabba has been repeated. And when you translate, you cannot trans- repeat it again. If you repeat it, not, other languages don't accept that. So repeating actually gives it the meaning of the abundance. So you know, but repeating in a, in, a, in a certain way, you can't repeat it as you like. But anyway, it is one of the main uh, points of the grammar in the language. That sometimes you emphasize this by repeating it in a certain way. So, we are the one who pour the water you know, in abundance for the people, for everything. Then we made the earth split. Meaning is what? Then when the water came, they, you know, it makes its place, you know, it is way in, in, that, in the ground. 
the message with it. That's shakta. You know, the, every single water goes deep in, in the earth. And also it means that when the, you know, the water comes, then the you know, farmers, they come and they plow the earth. They make the way. And then they, they plant the seed in, in the earth. And then the, when the seed grows, the plants grow, they make their ways from the earth. To all shakta. So basically, the Quran summarized all these things in one word. So, we split the earth. Meaning that the rain came, it makes it wet deep inside the earth. And then the farmer comes and they plow the earth properly. And then after that, they plant the seed. And then the seed, they grow and they make their way. You know, for, for, for. How we made this thing? Just think really how, how complicated the whole thing are. He could have made one system. Just, you know, the, the, you know the, all the you know, grass, they come from, from the earth. But he made so many things working together. He made the rain come from the sky. Then, you know, this, you know, earth is growing. The farmers are coming, putting the grass there and all those things. So many efforts for this, really. For every single bird that, <coughs> that you eat, you don't understand how much effort is there. You know, when you eat one bread, how much effort is there? When you drink the water, how much effort is there? The thing really, that how much Allah SWT is caring for you, uses so many angels, so many powers on the face of that to make one bread for you. Now you say making bread is so easy, and if you come to your house and your wife has not made the bread, you become angry. But you don't understand really how much effort is there. Not so simple. There's so much effort has gone. The grain is there, the grain is grind, grind, grinded, then it becomes flour, then after that, you know, it is baked. Then you know you can have the bread as you like. You know, there are so many efforts coming. Even one small needle, when it comes to the needle for sewing, you know, he asked people, you know, it takes at least 20 stages. One single needle, when it is made by human being, not by Allah, it is another stage. When even human stages, there are at least 20 stages to make one needle. From one thing stage to the other stage, to the third stage, to the fourth stage, you get one single needle. Uh, passing by 20 stages, then you get needed. You know, all the food that you eat, that, don't think really that how much stage, how much effort is there, how much advice made for you, how much complication is there, that is what I remind you. That look really, that, you, know, you are so arrogant and so proud of yourself. Who made all this thing? Water. And actually, again, look at the water. Who made the water? He made the water. You did not make it. And then he see who made the container for the water. Did you make it? Huge container, oceans, seas, and then see how he made the streams come like a cloud. And then he sent the cloud wherever Allah SWT was, the rain happened. Who made water because steam, steam because water, or this kitchen? Who made this nice system? So nice. Again, keep coming. Who has made? And if you go to any sea, any ocean, and look really that you know, this is so powerful thing, you become amazed. It's really, you become full of the fear. It's a huge ocean. Who made? Allah. You don't know what they are. Allah knows. You don't know what inside there is. Allah knows. Just think how he's managing the whole thing. He created the water from nothing. There was no water. He made the water. It's not that he got borrowed idea of water from someone. We people borrow the idea. He does not borrow. borrow. He invented it. He's the father. There was no water. He made the water from no example. There was no sky. He made the sky from no example. There was no earth. He made the earth from no example. There were no trees. He made trees from no example. It is his thinking, his, his, you know, his, his decision. You know, he made the human being from no example. 
a very single thing that he, you know, he eyes. Not he borrowed ideas from someone and he made eyes for us. No ideas borrowed by him. All invention, all doing by, by him properly. Think really, if you look really properly and last fever again and again, you'll be tired and nothing will happen. If you count Allah the favor, you can't count. Quran said that you know, ask, tell them that you know, if all the oceans they become ink and all the trees become pens and you bring more oceans seven times more like that and you start writing the favors of Allah, all the ink will finish, all the pens will finish, but his favor will never finish. You can't count them. You actually don't know them even. How much favors of Allah in your eye, you don't know them. How much favors of Allah in your body, you don't know them. How much actually Allah put in, in the oceans, you don't know them. How much treasure of Allah in the earth, you don't know them. You don't know, you, you leave the count, even you don't know. If you keep bringing it, it's so huge really, it makes you frightened. When you look at it, how much you are under his control, you can't walk properly. You know, just imagine really, people say, if all the time you are constantly under the camera, can't we move anywhere? But you are under the camera. The two angels all the time copying every single thing you do. You are scared of the camera, but there are two angels. They're writing down, writing down every single thing I'd say, they write down. Somebody said to one, you know, once, Ma ashad al how cold it is. One of the greater, pious person, Islam, Mu'af ibn Amran, very pious person about whom Sufyan Tawri used to say, he's the pearl of, of Iraq, he's a man from pearl, so pure. Mu'af ibn Amran said to this person, Halistad Fa'atan by saying this word, have you got home? Have you become home? When you say how cold it is, this sentence didn't make anything difference. What do you get from this sentence? And he said, don't you realize that when you said this word, the two angels writing them? Just think really, whatever you do, whatever you say, there are two angels writing. Basically, the movement on this world, on the earth, is impossible for you without being known by him. He knows, his angels know, they record every single thing and they copy every single thing. Nastan sekho, we make copy of what they do. In the day of judgment, if you deny that, it will make, like you know, when they started these cameras, you know, on, on, on the roads in India, new, new thing was, the people didn't know about them much. So there are somebody uh, traveling on the, you know, on, on, on the scooter and he broke the law of traffic and the police you know, stopped him and a few times this and happened and all those things, but he didn't listen and he was doing as he knows. And then he was caught and they said that, you know, you did this thing. He's denied all the, all the charges. And then what they did? You know, they brought the cameras and they showed him what he had been doing. And in the newspaper, that person just was, you know, he is speechless. When he saw him, every single moment he do, did it, it was recorded. There is no way that he can deny. You know, not everybody knows this thing. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has been making this arrangement for a very beginning. Every single person from Adam until the last person, every single moment that you do has been recorded. Nothing is missing from him. Actually, even the thoughts that we do, they are written. But maybe we are not going to be accountable for many of those things, but they didn't down. Many, many things. There are many things that are not sin, but still there. Every single thing that you are recorded. We are you know, so weak. So in the Quran is saying that don't look at your food, where it's coming from. For, um, you know, we make the, the earth to split them. And then we made you know, the grain to grow from that. We made this. Who made the grain to grow? You think really you plant the grain seed and it grows. He made it to grow. 
you know, if you put a stone there, it will grow. He made the grain to grow. And if you put a grain on the table, it will grow. No. If you do as he said, then it will grow. He makes it grow. He taught you certain laws, so you can follow it. You can't make it grow. He made it grow. Then he makes it grow as grain. You can eat, you can wheat, you can barley, you can eat and you know, you can eat, you can use it. He made it to grow. We made it to grow as a grain. And then we made it to grow as, as you know, tree of the grapes, you know, vines, you know, we made it. To make these trees. وَقَدَبَ And we made all the vegetables. قَدَبَ basically means vegetables. Where people eat, can see all the vegetables that people are growing. We made them. وَزَيْتُونَ And we made the tree of olive, olive tree. We made them. وَنَخَلَ And palm tree. With all this we made. And actually very often this is also mentioned in the Bible. That how was what gave it. One thing only in the similar verses in the Bible as well. But one thing missing is the palm tree. Because you know, in that like, Palestine, they didn't have you know, much you know, palm tree. So that's why Quran did not, Bible did not mention so much about palm tree. But other things are mentioned. The same thing Quran, Allah has reminded in, in, in Bible, in, in, in the Quran again again, was Zaytuna, olive tree, Nakhla, palm tree. You know, it is things which people know in that. But you know, it could be that people from India and you know, other parts of the world and in Europe, they have other trees. All the same thing. Quran does not want to mention, count every single thing. Just want to remind him. That why the things are happening, it is not by chance, it is made by God. Not by happening by itself. You know, you have palm tree, you think it is it, it, it natural. What natural means? He made this nature. He made these laws. He made them to grow. He made palm tree. He made it grow the way it grows. Everything made by him. So, and then we make gardens, you know. We have a big garden, thick, where trees are in the thick, you can see really. Uh, you know, when you come to God, so much green and so many trees, trees like in you know, a forest, whatever, you know, just thick, you know, one tree after the other tree. We made our dosting of you know, they make their roots deep in the in dark and the branches are outside. Who made them? Allah made the fruits, and we made the fruits, all the fruits that people want to enjoy them, we made them. Every single fruit, you have apple, you have all the branches, all those things. وَأَبَّا and Abba is also you know another word basically meaning is uh, you know those those plants which are eaten uh, uh, you know as a green by, by by the animals up basically means green uh, plants so you can say the animals they they eat those green plants when they grow they eat them so that's what Abba means that is initial stage that word actually was very much used in Arabic language and there are so many words derived from Abba, Ibbana, in all those coming from that. Somehow people have gotten this story which actually does not look very, uh, that Abu Bakr Siddiq did not know what it means, Abba, Abba means, Umar Farooq did not know what Abba means. No, Abba actually in this meaning was very much known to Arab people. And imagine Abu Bakr Siddiq and Umar Farooq, they are among the earliest people to become Muslim in Makkah al-Mukarram. And this surah was revealed in Makkah al-Mukarram. If they did not understand the meaning of this word, what is the natural way? What is it? Because they want to know the Quran. Quran has been revealed to them to understand. If they did not know the meaning, simple way would have been to ask the Prophet what it means. It is impossible that if the Prophet died and Awakar Umar, they don't know the meaning of this word. It is impossible. So that would have to understand it. That, you know, they would, and that word is from Arabic language. Arabs knew they have been using the word from in their poetry. And had Quran used a word which Arabs did not know, 
they could say easily that this book is not from our language. It uses the word which we don't know. But Aras never complained about the Quran this thing. Quran keeps telling that, you know, if this is not from Allah, you know how it is such good in your language. Find any fault. They never did find any fault. It could be that of course, the book of Faruk, maybe they are referring to more deeper meaning about this, why Quran uses only Ab, why not other things. And then they said, you know, we don't need to go so deep, something like that. But the obvious meaning of Ab, you know, either being grass or either being things which are animal by eating by the animal, that is well known Arabic language. Poetry of that period records the word Ab and they use the word in the same meaning as the Quran has used. So those stories about Umar Farooq, if they are as it mentioned, it does not make sense. Because if they did not know, simple thing would have been to ask the Prophet And if they did not know, then who could know? Then the Quran has been revealed in language to mystery. If Abu Bakr and Umar from Quraysh, among, among you know, clever people of Quraysh, you know, Abu Bakr and Umar, they are not you know, among the stupid people, they are clever people of Quraysh. Quraysh used to refer to them. If the clever people of Quraysh from pure Arab people, they don't know what from the Quran, then the Quran has been revealed for who? Who is going to understand the Quran? And if they did not know, at least they could have asked the Prophet And for so many years they did not ask when he died, then they complained, what does it mean? So this actually cannot be could be reason could be they wanted to know deeper meaning why Quran used this word here. Yeah, it could be sometime, you know, one cannot you know find out properly that what is it. But the main message, everybody can know. Allah Swat reminded the people all the favor that we created all the things for you know good as 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 maintenance, as provision for you and your for your animals. So Abba. We made all those things as a provision for you and for your animals. Your sheep, your camels, your horses, you know, all those things for them. You know, the thing is that people are proud of what? Even what you eat and drink, that's not yours. Even your animals, what they eat and drink, you don't produce. Allah SWT makes them. Nothing is from you. You did not, you, your own existence from him, your life from him, continuity of your life is from him, your death is from him, then whatever you eat and drink is from him, and whatever you eat and drunk from you by your animals, all the things are from him. Nothing is yours. So that is Quran is making. And actually another thing really is, when you look in the coherence, the water comes from the rain, then the earth accepts it, then grows, animals eat plants, then people eat you know, animals. If you look actually this harmony in the whole nature, it will tell you really there must be divine. This all things never can be done by its own. Never can be. And that, that thing really, it really tells you, you know, how, how, how great the creator is, that how he made everything the harmony. And how made the whole thing is coming. Any, if you look at this properly, it will tell you the Rububiya side of Allah Sahaja, that he is the creator, he is the sustainer, he is the doer of everything. And that it necessitates no doubt that you must do what he commanded. But he complains that Kalla Lamma Yaqdimamara. Once you know that he is the Rabb, then you must know he is Allah. You must obey him, you must listen to him, you must follow his command. So that Quran says, Kalla Lamma Yaqdimamara. And then you know, people should look at this thing properly. Now, you see, first of all, the thing is many, you know, how the, this surah started. This surah started with the important message that the Prophet should not waste his time behind the people who think they are self-sufficient. They don't need the message. 
Then the Quran made very clear the book has dignity, honor, respect. This book should be respected and don't, you know, don't you know, humiliate the book behind these people. Then Quran is saying that how they become self-sufficient. Where it's coming from? Where they, how they are so arrogant? Don't they look at their own creation? How we made them? Then the Quran said, you know, still they don't fulfill his command. Look at your own food and all those things. Now the Quran is coming to the another you know, major important. You know, okay, do whatever you like. It is not going to left like that. The day will come when you are going to be accountable. Now the third, third argument comes very strong. The first argument was you have no istighna, you need Allah because He created you. Second argument was you need Allah because whatever you need coming from Him. Now the third argument is coming that you know if you don't need Him, how are you going to save you from, from your destiny? Soon He's going to judge you. If you if you are self-sufficient, now the third argument more powerful actually coming that you know you are proud of your your, your number, your army. It tried, you know, Walid Mughira used to come with 10 sons, sons, strong sons in the assembly. The people can see Walid is so powerful. Quran is saying that, you know, you are not self-sufficient. Your sons are given by us. And when we like, we can take away the love from them. Now Quran is reminding that don't be so arrogant. Time will come when you are going to be accountable. And if you don't listen to me, then nobody can help you. Your, your brothers, your sons, your wife, your father, your mother, Everybody will be running away from you. you nobody will to support you. Walid Mughira can come to the assembly of Quraysh with ten strong sons, with Khalid, with this and that. But in the day hereafter, he will come alone. He cannot be surrounded by those people. Leaders of Quraysh, they can come with the, you know, with the big number of the tribe. In the day of judgment, they will come alone. Nobody is going to, to help them. Now Quran is coming to that real, reality. That nobody, no, nobody can defeat it. What time of present? Okay. So we have to finish it. So now the Quran is reminding about the day of judgment, new way. Okay. Same surah in past surah also it has come, but in different style. Now it's coming in different, in different way. Quran saying. فَإِذَا جَاءَتِ الصَّاخَةِ One of the name of the day of Qiyamah, day of Jajah. What Saqa means? Saqa means, means, means a shout, will shout very loudly, such a strong voice which can take away your hearing, can make you deaf. Sometimes the voice can be so strong, it can basically, you know, tears, you know, the, all the you know, things inside your ear, you become deaf, basically. So that's Sakha means. The Quran is saying that in the soon a time will come when there is shouting, an angel will come and you know, blow, and such a sound will come which will make everybody deaf. You know, now the people of Quraysh, you know, they think they have a strong power and army and they can make anybody can come to their help. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make one voice and one sound will come and everybody will be deaf. Basically it is so strong, helpless people. They can't, they can't listen to anything. They can't know anything what happened. It is all destruction. So now the Quran reminds to that, that thing really, don't measure Allah's power with what happened. He has made a very small thing in this universe. But Allah's power, it is unbearable. You cannot bear it. When that sound will be made, 
people cannot hear it. Sounds are always there to hear and you get the message. But that sound which make if you deaf, that sound people cannot, cannot hear. Allah has made sounds like that. The sound of the day of judgment will come in that way. So when the deafening, you know, something which can make you deaf, when the deafening blast you know, is sounded, when that blast will happen, which can make everybody deaf, it will happen. You know, just imagine what will happen. Quran does not say what will happen. Just Quran says this When that deafening you know, blast happens, now you have to imagine what will happen. Just think really if there is a sound comes which leaves everybody deaf, what will happen? Okay? If everybody is deaf, what will happen? Who is going to shout for, for the help? All your army is gone. All your people are gone. Nobody is going to listen to you. It has made everybody deaf. People cannot hear anything. The stars finish. You know that. That happens second time. The first time will come to disturb. The second time when it's coming, people, you know, people make alarm, but it make people cannot listen what other people say. Everybody be crying and shouting you know, one stage, the other stage will come where people can listen. But one the first initial stage will be people will be made deaf. Nothing is there. They cannot cry for help. They cannot shout for the help. Not only that, that day Quran is saying, if you see your father and mother, it is not that you know you cannot cry and shout, you can go and put your hand on their shoulder, oh I have to help you. You will run away from them. You will run away from them. Why people run away from their father and mother? The reason is because you don't want them to ask you to help them. You can't help them. Your own concern is so big for you, you cannot help them. All this, you know, bigger, bigger, you know, uh, speech about, you know, uh, solidarity of the tribe and the people and the family and all those things, gone. Nothing is there. You know, that reality is too big for you to bear. In this world, it could happen that war happens, so all the Arab tribes, they are united. But you know, war is it? nothing compared to the real thing happening in that world. When that world, the things will happen, tragedy will happen, people are not going to help anybody. People run away from the help. They want, don't want to help. You know. And also, not only that, also people don't want to, to be seen by their family how miserable they are. You know, when you are in good condition, then you want people to see you. But that world, the condition will be such bad, you don't want people to see. So that Quran is saying, The day, when the, when, when the man will be running away from his brother. Now the Quran has mentioned this thing more than one. That, that day in the Qiyam, when people are rejected, raised from their grave to be assembled, that day is so severe that nobody is going to help anybody. And for every single person, what matters to is his own problem. People cannot imagine how, how you know, even if this was something happened. In India, in 1960s, there was a big drought. I didn't see that. You know, my teachers have been saying that big drought in Odisha. If you read the story of that, in Odisha, in one of the states of India, big drought, nothing was there. And the stories have been that some mothers, they ate their own babies. Nothing to eat, nothing to do, nothing was there. They actually left, even after they put immediately. Mothers sacrificed every single thing for their children. But your own life is much dearer to you than anybody's life. Mothers, mothers kill, made their own children. You know, it is one of, you know, it happened in men, actually in this time, actually what I've recently uh, more actually unhuman thing. That one can imagine, if a drought is happening, people have no food, if a mother eats her own baby, it can be understood and also you can find an excuse for her. 
because of necessity, she didn't know it. She had lost her thinking. But now to what happening in this world, you know, there were, I was reading a, in the news, in China, a parent, they sold their daughter, why? To buy iPhones. That's what they did. They sold their daughter so they can have iPhones and these few things, Lazarus thing, they didn't have enough money. But they sold their daughters to get the money and they did it. was news. Read the news, you can find this. Just check, check news. She has sold, they have sold their daughter because, and what they now making when they, all the news came and now the case in the court, what they making, we only sold her because we believe that she will have a better future there, not here. Now they are making something like that. But imagine, you know, it's a woman you know, eats her child because she dying drought. That one can imagine. But you are selling your daughter because you want to have an iPhone? So think really how, how bad the whole thing has become. No, you know, important for anything in, in the life. So anyway, that, you know, what actually faces the people is much more and more serious. All the problems of this world is nothing really compared to the problem of that world. That, you know, people actually have so many fears, but the thing really, there is only one fear. The fear of the day of the hour. Every single fear of this world, it will pass. But the fear of that world will never pass. That is a permanent present. Imagine really, because in this world, any problem happens to you, you think it will pass. Every present becomes past. Imagine a present which is permanent. Can you hear that? <coughs> a present is always permanent. It never ends. You know, time has a sense for you in this world because the future becomes present and the present becomes past. But if the future is never ending and whatever happens to you is never going to end and you lose all the sense of the, of, of the time, can you, can you bear that? Can you think really, for example, imagine really, you get a, an illness, a problem, very painful problem. You think it can be cured and also think one day it will pass anyway or you die or something like that. Imagine something happened to you and in no time, it all, there is no time for that. Can you bear that? It itself is a big pain for the people. You know, that is going to face the people really. A present which is never going to end. A permanent present, never, never going to end. So that Quran reminded when the people, when the man will run away from his brother and from his mother and father you know how the Quran is saying the thing is that the Quran is moving from one stage to the other stage people will run away from their father from their brother you think maybe they don't run away from their mother and father because they have more love for that the Quran, no, even they will run away from their mother father so Quran moves from that because people love their brothers but they love their mother and their father more than their brother. So Quran says people learn away from their brother, even they will learn away from their father and mother. They will not with and then this is one relation. Then the second thing is Quran is saying, Wasahibati Ubani. And people will run away from their wives. But Quran did not say wife, Quran was said from, from their companions. one in in Arabic language, for the wife there are many, many words. One word is Zawjul, your pair, because it is like next to you, sometimes Imratun youth, your woman, sometimes the word is Qareen, Qareenatun, you, you know, being someone who is together with you, sometimes the word is Sahiba, the one who accompanies you, somebody who's been living with you, your companion, you will be running from that companion. When people are companion, you know, they talk with each other, they enjoy with each other, they sit with each other, that, you know, they, all the time, because that companionship means. A nice companions, you know, always they remember you know, they, they, they need each other. 
that how the company is up. But imagine a situation when you run away from the company, people basically leave everything for the company. You go to work, and in the evening you think that you are coming to your wife. You know, you, you, you basically so happy to come back to your house. So people leave everything for the sake of the company. Imagine a day when people are running away from the company, to from his company, and from his children. You know, think really that how people, people love their children. People play with them. People sacrifice their desire for the sake of the children. Sometimes a father does not eat something. Why? Because he wants to save it for, 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 for his sons. Sometimes mothers don't eat their own food because they want to save for, for their own children. Like Aisha Dhatan narrates that a woman came to see her and she had two small children. So Aisha Dhatan gave the woman three dates. One for her and one for each child. So three dates. This woman, she gave each child you know, one date to each one of them and kept one of them. For herself maybe. When the children have eaten their own, now they start asking the, the woman the third one. Children don't know that it's for their mother. So she made this one in two halves and gave each one of them one half. She did not eat, but gave to them. So imagine, people love their children. People don't eat for the sake of the children. People really want to have suffering for the sake of the children. But the time will come when the Quran says, people will run away from, you know, from their children. You know why the Quran is this order? From his brother, mother, father, wife, and children. So some people say the reason is basically easy. Or rather moving from the one who is near to you to the one who is more near. So like it says basically, you know, people run away from the brother and more important from them is, you know, they're our parent, father and mother, and you know, more important than them is the wife and more important than them children. But I think that doesn't make sense. Because I don't think anybody, anybody will think really that the wife is more important than the father and mother. You know, you know this uh, Quran has said about, about the children and about the fathers, your parent and your children, you don't know who is nearer to you in the That could happen. You don't know who is nearer to you, whether your children or your parent. You don't know. That could happen. But this thing, this order, and, you know, and actually the thing is, and, uh, and a similar thing has come in Sutra Ma'arij, uh, if you look at uh, the verse number 11 and 14, 11 to 14 in Sutra Ma'arij. Quran says, وَلَا يَسْأَلُ حَمِيمٌ حَمِيمًا In the day of judgment, no close friend, no close relative will ask about other one. People will be running away from everybody. Then Quran says, And they will show them. You will see your relative, you will see your brother, your father, your mother, your friends, everybody you see. But you will not like to be nearer to them. The criminals will wish that day if they can save themselves from the fire of the punishment, how? By giving, paying something in ransom. Paying their sons, Banihe, Wasahibatihi, his wife, his brother, Wafasilatihi, and his tribe, woman fill of the Nyan, all the people in that. So here you can see the sense very clear. You are moving, you come to the nearest to you, because when you have to pay something, you always go to the nearest. So you, know, you pay him in ransom. If that's not enough, you go something else. For example, if you have to pay some money, you know, for any, any fine or anything like that, you pay the money that you have got. If that's not enough, then you borrow money from your close relative. Then you borrow from someone who's in, around you. So in the day of judgment, when people have got the punishment, they would like to be free from the, freed from the punishment and saved, you know, if they can pay their sons in the uh, ransom. So people will give their sons. If that's not enough, people like to give their own wives. 
and they get free. If that's not enough, they would like to give their brothers. If that's not enough, people would like to give their own tribes, all the tribes, and then they become free from the fire. Even actually the whole earth, if people get the chance to give the whole earth and they come free, they would like to do that. That's how people want to save themselves from the fire, even if they have to make everybody else to burn in the fire. So in this verse, you can see the Quran moving from the nearest, nearest to the next to that. So first you have children, but what actually order is here? So one order that comes to my mind actually is there are two different things here. One is starting from That's one, 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 one thing. Second thing is So one thing basically for the people is you know their own blood relatives that coming from, from the earlier generation means before, before they get married. So among them actually your nearest is your mother and father and, and your, your, your brother compared to them is not so near. So you're starting from someone who's near to your brother and then you move to someone who's even nearer. So people will run away from their brother, not only brother, even their mother and father. Then after that new relation also starts when you get married and you get children. So then Quran starts, you know, even the you know, new relation when you know, people will run away from their, their wives, not only wives, the children who's coming from them, it was that near to so basically Quran is moved from Akhihe, from Arib to Akrab. You know, brother is near, and Um and Ab, they are even nearer. Sahibatun, your wife is near to you, and your children are nearer to you. So Quran is moving from the near to the nearer. When people run away, it is not that they run away only from their brother. Quran says, no, even at least from their father and mother. So Quran starts with the near, then goes to the nearer. In that surah, Quran started from the nearest, and two next to him and next to him the whole, whole, whole universe. So that is the order in this surah. But anyway, so the sense basically here is that the day when man will run away from his brother, his mother and his father, his wife and his sons, his companion with his wife and his, his, his son. Just think really how, how frightening the whole thing is. People never can imagine anything like that. It's impossible. And now if you read some Sufi literature, and that basically is that is how the people have misunderstood the whole thing properly. Some Sufi that we have been writing and keep insisting that we have got the so love, so much love for the people, that we love if the people are saved from the fire of hell, even if we are thrown in the fire. You know, we would like to be thrown in the fire of hell, but that can help to save the people from the fire because we love people so much. It is only words really, it's not reality. Because these people don't know what their work is. When they will see that, they will be a first thing to make everybody to go to the fire, but they can be saved. You will see. And you can see in this world also many other signs that. But when they make this story that we have so much love for the people, that we can make ourselves to be burned in the fire, but people are, other people are saved, if it can help you. You never can help you. You never can do that either. Nobody can dare, and nobody can imagine really, that they make themselves to throw the fire of hell and everybody. Even your own mother and father, you love them to be far, but you can save. You will prefer, it, you prefer your own life over anybody else. It's unimaginable. People who make all these speeches, they just making up. They don't know the reality of that word. To understand this properly, in that word, nobody is going to help you. Even the prophets and messengers, they are not going to help you. They only help you with the permission of Allah, with Allah's command. If Allah commands that save these people, then they can help you. But no messenger, no prophet can help you. There is so much clear from the Hadith of Ashifat al-Kubra, the major intercession, 
in the day of judgment, hadith in Sahih Bukhari, Muslim, and all the books, that when the people are raised, and you know, the sun will be so near to their, their body, and the, my brain will be boiling in, 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 in the mind, and there's no judgment, and day is like 50,000 years, so long, the people will be so much in punishment because of the heat. They would love it if, no, if Allah can make judgment, even if they are thrown in the fire, at least they are safe from this heat. Because this heat is present. And anything present always becomes very, very, very bad for the people. So they will say, let's go to our father Adam and ask him to intercede to Allah Taala if he can start judgment. They will go to Adam and they will say, Anta Abuna, you are our father. You are the first man Allah created with his own hand. Can you ask your Lord to start the judgment? What he will say? Can he ask him to start? No. He will say, nafsi, nafsi, nafsi. I am concerned about myself, about myself, about myself. I have done a mistake. I am worried about my mistake. Go to Nuh al-Islam. Ask him. And he will say also, that my Lord has become so angry today that he never has been so angry before. I can't say. People will come to Nuh al-Islam. He will not do. He will say, nafsi, nafsi, nafsi. I am concerned about myself, myself, myself. And my Lord has become so angry, he never has become so angry before. Go to Ibrahim. People come to Ibrahim, will he listen to the people? No. He again will say, nafsi, nafsi, nafsi. I am concerned about myself. We hope you enjoyed today's lecture and pray that it will be beneficial to you. Remember to tune in for the next one. For more insightful content in full HD quality on tafsir and other Islamic sciences such as hadith, fiqh, Arabic prose, grammar and morphology, as well as Islamic history, female scholarship and much, much more, subscribe to our unique streaming platform on www.deepdeen.tv. That's D-E-E-P-D-E-E-N.tv. Don't forget to visit www.cambridgeislamiccollege.org and show your support. Please click on the donate button and give whatever you can. Our institution is dependent on the generosity of donors like yourselves.